Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs here at Tab, and he helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online early. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer comments and issues. Um, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. And, of course, we're on Facebook Live. It seems to all be working over at WTIC's uh, Facebook page if you want to join us there. And uh, feel free to make comments. We're going to do our, our best to uh, react to those comments while we're doing the show as well for you. Um, but as usual and customary, we have uh, technology news, and Bob's got something he wanted to bring up that he thought was kind of interesting. Well, as we all know, Elon Musk sells uh, electric cars, and, and he has SpaceX. Yes, we do uh, know that, yep. So He did solar panels for a while, too, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> so Elon Musk's... Uh, We'll go on Saturday Night Live tonight. Yes. Okay? You, you know Saturday Night Live is Jump the Shark when you bring Elon on. Okay. <laughs> so this is a uh, uh, Roadshow article. Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, it says Lucid Motors will go after Tesla during Elon Musk's SNL episode. Yep. Okay. The EV startup is boasting about its Air's 500-mile range, which could beat Tesla to market. Elon will be hosting Saturday Night Live this weekend, and regardless of your feelings about it, there's no denying it's a pretty brilliant marketing move. Tesla doesn't do any sort of traditional marketing, whether that be print ads or television commercials, but Musk's monologue and sketches are sure to reference his Tesla and SpaceX ventures at the very least. Mm Mm-hmm. EV startup Lucid Motors apparently will be capitalizing on the moment, too. The company (laughs) tweeted Friday night that it will run uh, a uh, commercial during Saturday Night Live for Lucid Air Sedan that will directly go after Tesla. The tweet reads, guess who's making an appearance on uh, during SNL tomorrow? This is presumably referencing an ad spot that will air during a commercial break. Mm -hmm. The tweet also contains the hashtag... uh, First to 500, a reference to Air's driving range and Lucid's goal of being first to market with an EV that has a 500-mile range. Lucid says the Dream Edition of the Air will have a 503-mile range, while the Grand Touring will be able to go 517 miles on a charge. And they call it an Air? 
That's the name of the model. Interesting, because for for right now, though, Bob, I don't think they have the cars available. So in our world, that's called vaporware. Right. Well, uh, anyway, it says... How can you be um, first to something when you don't have the car being sold? It says both of which will beat the... Uh, ver- will beat the versions of the Tesla Model S that are currently available. Right, right. A few months ago, Tesla announced the Plaid Plus version of the Model S, which it sells will have a range of more than 520 miles. But while production of that model was originally set to start late this year, mm. Tesla recently pushed back deliveries to mid-2022. Lucid, meanwhile, seems to be on track for deliveries of the air to start in the second half of this year, a couple of months behind the original Second quarter 2021 goal, but well ahead of Tesla's Plaid model, Plaid Plus model. All right. So there's more in the article. It's kind of interesting, but we'll we see. have competition in the EV. Yeah, in the EV market. market. Yeah. Sort of. I don't know. It, it, you need to have a car actually available well, for sale. Know, but still, 500 miles. Yeah. You know, if I'm going from here to Maine, yeah, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I'm going from here to Florida, no, uh, it's already a long drive as it is. Who wants to add another <laughs> all the all the uh, charging costs and timing? See, that uh, means uh, how many times do I have to stop? <laughs> and, for, and for how long? In other news, this is something I found kind of interesting because we have a research institute here in Connecticut as well. The uh, Raikou ransomware finds a foothold in a bio research institute through a student. Who wouldn't pay for software? You know, we have the issue here in Connecticut where University of Connecticut's research costs are so high that people get research grants and they decide they're not going to do the work at UConn because they're going to lose 20 or 30% of the value of their grant because of the overhead cost of doing it at UConn. Well, in this case, this student had the same kind of, kind of scenario, I suspect. Uh, security researchers have provided insight onto how a single student unwittingly became the, the conduit for a ransomware infection that cost a biomolecular institute a week's worth of vital research. In a report published on Thursday, Sophos described the case in which a team was pulled into neutralizing a cyber attack at this biomolecular facility in Europe. And this is basically a, a ransomware attack, okay? And what this kid did was he, this student, unfortunately, uh, decided he wanted to find a free version of software, because you know students think everything's free, right? I mean, Chris Murphy's telling my kids that the internet's free, keep it free. Of course, they think it's free, right? So the student was on the hunt for a free version of data visualization software, which would, which would have only cost them hundreds of dollars per year if licensed. But of course, research universities can't afford to operate, so they got to find all the free stuff they can. After posting a, on a forum asking for a free alternative, the student eventually found a cracked version instead. Cracked has nothing to do with cocaine. <laughs> it's cracked because somebody has um, the cracked software is software that is able to run with a, without a license or if the license is being tricked into being made, allowing the software to operate. So that's called cracked. Now, in this case, the kid downloaded the software and ran it. Right. And of course, Windows Defender tried triggered it and said, no, you can't run it. So what does the kid do? He disables Windows Defender, <laughs> then really runs this software. And being that it was a cracked software that had a Trojan in it, um, basically the Trojan then was able to access and harvest the student's access credentials to the Biomolecular Institute's network. And so here is, is the comment here. In hindsight, in what was an unwise decision, the Research Institute allowed students to use their personal devices to access its network via remote Citrix sessions. So just to put this in perspective, too, these days, thanks to COVID, 
all sorts of businesses, all sorts of them, are allowing their people, their workers, to work at home using their their home personal computers, which have zero security technologies running on them. You know, they could have their 15-year-old kid doing his homework the night before, and then somebody sits down on their home personal computer and starts working on your your insurance information or your medical information or your legal information or your financial um, reports from your, your, your financial software. So people are doing this all day long these days, thanks to COVID, thinking they can use their home computers without any security that your when they were in their business offices, the security was in place. So the student got this free software and basically had it loaded and it it harvested his credentials 13 days after the student executed the cracked software a remote desktop protocol connection was registered by the institute using the student's credential and of course you this information is sold on the dark web so this this student's you know login credentials are available a bad guy pays for the access to that information and then they log in using the student's information and again, they talk about this is coming from Sophos themselves. This is a cautionary tale of how an end user security misjudgment can leave an organization exposed to an attack. Now, this is not how I would have described it. This is basically a cautionary tale how an institution, a business, allowed its end users to use their personal computers to access the system. That's the mis that's the problem. You can't blame the student. The student's going to be a ding dong no matter what. But you should not allow people to use their home computers to connect to your network, your business, your institution, period. It shouldn't be allowed. Well, a student wouldn't have learned had he been successful. He only learned what not to do when he made this mistake. <laughs> well, him personally, yeah, but the institution is the, is, the, is the problem in my case here. So understand, guys, when you're letting your, your employees use their home PCs to connect to your business networks to do work on behalf of your customers, you're leaving yourself open just like this kid. And, you know, free stuff, it's not just students that want free stuff. All sorts of people want free stuff. Nobody wants to pay for anything anymore. For some reason, I wonder how that happened. I wonder who conditioned people into thinking computer software is free. Oh, Microsoft. Yeah, they gave it away for free forever, didn't they? Yeah, you're right. And that's probably how we got here, thanks to Microsoft and Google and now Facebook. All these companies give it away for free, so of course it's free. What software is free? Uh, also, uh, also software is free. I mean, Microsoft was giving away operating systems in the early days for almost nothing compared to OS, um, OS two in those days. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Everything was low cost. You know, hey, try Office three sixty five for free, Bob. How long do you try it for free? And then they get you in there, and then you have to pay your your monthly subscription. I mean, we've been doing this and conditioning people like this forever when it comes to the IT world. So it shouldn't be surprising that a student wouldn't want to pay for his research software. Jeez, I wonder if I can start getting my uh, gas and electric for free. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> Did you have anything else you wanted to bring up? Sure. I, I like this one. Uh-huh. We uh, had April Fool's. Yes. And remember Volkswagen put out a release? They were going to change their name from Volkswagen to Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Yeah, I heard about okay. that. Well, Volkswagen is being investigated by the SEC over the Volkswagen prank. Oh, boy. The agency is looking into whether the EV-themed April Fool's joke mm. influenced the brand's stock price. No. So, uh, Were they watching Elon? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty safe at this point to say that 
Volkswagen's attempt at, on, at an April Fool's Day prank in which it claimed to be changing its name to Volkswagen yeah. was an unmitigated disaster that severely damaged the automotive media's trust in the organization and likely <laughs> damaged the public's image of the company as well. Wait a minute. Wait. So how? Do, so we have more damage to Volkswagen considering well, what they were cheating on their emissions scandal? It, I mean, they go back over and over again. Still, it looks like embarrassment is the least of Volkswagen's worries, yeah. according to the report published Thursday by... Der Spiegel, yeah. the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission has decided to launch an investigation into Volkswagen's North American arm to determine if the whole Volkswagen affair influenced the brand's stock price. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, while it's unlikely that Volkswagen will suffer anywhere near the financial penalties it saw for its diesel cheating scandal, <laughs> <laughs> it will likely Clean have diesel. to go into its pockets should the FCC find against it. Right. We've seen similar investigations into automotive, automakers like Tesla after founder Elon Musk sent his fateful funding secured tweet oh, a that's few right. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. what I said. They're, they're watching Elon. We may as well try it. So Volkswagen may seem like a silly reason to be upset with a company after all. It's supposed to be a joke, right? But the fact that Volkswagen deliberately <laughs> lied to the press when asked if it was a joke and attempted to pawn off its joke as a legitimate name change irrev irrevocably, yeah. irrevocably, irrevocably. <laughs> damaged the brand's credibility, which it spent years trying to claw back after Dieselgate. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, well. So, anyway, yeah, I thought that was interesting. <sighs> what happened to Farfignugan? All right, we're going to step out for a, a quick break, get back to your, your calls, and get to your calls. Feel free to get online on this Mother's Day weekend, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we are broadcasting live over at WTIC's Facebook page. And uh, if you follow us over there, feel free to chime in and like or uh, share our feed so Zuckerberg deems it worthy. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob, hit the refresh button there. We don't know who's on the line or not. Oh, yeah. Nope, nobody online yet. Last time we had our first call from Idaho. So uh, if you're calling from outside of Connecticut, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. The 800 number, TIC, will happily pick up the tab on that. So feel free to get online. While we're waiting for your calls, um, we've got some more uh, technology news for you here for, that you can use. Uh, Dell is issuing a security patch for hundreds of computer models going back to 2009. Hundreds of models that they have sold since 2009. This, this fixes a flaw in its update software that could give attackers full control of the computer. Wide open. So they have Dell. You update the Dell software, but it's flawed in that it allows the hackers to access it. So this has gone on for 12 years, and they just learned about it? Yep. <laughs> Dell released a security patch that fixes a security vulnerability affecting many Dell computers going back to 2009, along with instructions as to how to install it for your computer um, if it's infected. So is that a real security patch, or is that a fake patch? <laughs> <laughs> it's a real one. <laughs> the vulnerability found by Sentinel Labs is, presented in a, is, uh, is present in a driver used by Dell and Alienware's firmware update utilities. And it allows the attacker to gain full kernel uh, kernel level has nothing to do with kernel clink kernel level permissions in Windows. This is low level access to the operating system. So if you have a Dell computer, there's a good chance it is vulnerable. 
and uh, over 380 models are impacted. This is millions of computers, folks. Um, so we'll put the link up here for you guys. If you have a Dell computer, you can follow it and update your Dell machine because that's a big hole. Well, that goes back a long time. A lot of those computers are probably dead and buried by now. Well, if we hope so, the yes. Older ones. Anything least. 2009. However, you guys continue to amaze us when you call us with your issues on your old computers. <laughs> I got a computer from 2003. Um, so, yep, this is something you got to be aware of, and this is a tool, uh, a utility that Dell created to help update and protect your system. It's been wide open since 2009. Can't make it up. Do they know if anybody ever exploited it? How would you know? They just found it. I don't know if you know if they leave my shed unlocked. I don't know if I leave if I left the shed unlocked. Are people coming and going? I don't know. <laughs> it's wide open. So you walk in and everything's gone. Oh, there you go. There you find it out. Yeah. Oh, well, my shed's empty. I guess I should have had a better lock. Um, what do you got here on the on the technology front? Okay, another Elon Musk article. Yeah. Okay, this is a CNET article. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk's first name shows up in 1953 book about colonizing Mars. Oh, my gosh. The freaky coincidence earned social buzz back in December, and now it's back in the news. Oh, my gosh. Okay? Yeah. So who doesn't love a weird 60-plus-year-old coincidence? Yep. As if there weren't enough headlines about Elon Musk at the moment, a connection between his name and a decades-old book that seemed eerily to eerily predict the billionaire's involvement in Mars exploration resurfaced this week. Mm -hmm. In the 1950s, German, German turned American scientist mm -hmm. Werner von Braun, yeah. or Werner von yeah. Braun, yes, yeah. the Nazi's leading rocket man, yeah. wrote a science fiction novel called The, Pro the Mars Project. Hmm. It takes place in the den then distant 1980s and features human colonists on Mars whose leader uses the title Elon, as in, oh, we don't know, billionaire Tesla and SpaceX <laughs> Big Shot upcoming Saturday Night Live host. Oh, for Saturday Night Live. I can't believe that's referenced in the article, too. <laughs> the, co the coincidence is hardly unknown. Right. My CNET colleague, uh, Eric Mack, wrote about it in 2018. It gained more notoriety when space reporter Toby Lee tweeted about it in December of 2020, writing, Speaking about destiny, did you know that Von Braun's 1953 <laughs> book, Mars Project, referenced a person named Elon that would bring humans to Mars? Pretty nuts. nuts. That is crazy. It's, more, it's a That's kind okay. of an interesting article, but yeah. Uh, you got to read it. Go to computertalkwithtab.com. We'll put a link. <laughs> All right, you guys are calling in. Let's go to your calls. we got Chuck in Durham first. What's going on, Chuck? Yeah, hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I have a uh, repair or replace question. All right, go ahead. I have a Toshiba mm -hmm. L55T-C5388. Okay. It's about five years old. It actually wasn't a bad machine in its day. It's an i7. Mm, nice. With 8 gigs of RAM. Yeah. And a slow 1 terabit hard drive. Okay. Okay? Sixth generation i7. Yeah, so uh, what operating system? Uh, Windows 10 Pro. I okay. I got All right. I think I mean, it came. Maybe it's. I'm not sure whether I'm pro or home, actually. That's okay. okay. The, uh, we're coming up against a heartbreak at the bottom of the hour here. Give me, put you back on hold, and we'll give we'll give you the answer when we come back. Yes, certainly. 
That's what we'll do. We're going to put uh, Chuck on hold. Three lines open for you guys on this Saturday morning. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And we will do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we've talked about as far as those news articles has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com, which is the name of the show.com, which also works. And it has everything there for you as far as what we've talked about. And Mike G's feverishly posting it. We'll be right back. are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, feel free to get online. I know this first hour always is a little light for guys, for folks, and uh, you're all sleeping. I don't know what you're doing, but you're not you're not calling. Uh, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Then by the second hour, we're, we're, we're jam-packed. So if you've ever had a reason or you wanted to get on the show, it's a good time to do it. Um, but let's bring Chuck back, who is trying to decide whether or not his five-year-old Toshiba with a i7 processor, 8 gigs of RAM, and probably a spinny hard drive is worth keeping right chuck that's correct and it said is it is it broken i'm having some difficulties what's going uh, on mostly with windows updates <laughs> i had a nickel join the club yeah <laughs> okay uh last the last time i tried to do a windows update it crashed like three or four times and it finally gave up yeah um, i'm also getting slow startups um particularly before I have a passcode to get into the machine. Mm -hmm. And, like, I've got to hit Control-Alt-Delete to get it to bring up that passcode. Right. And and I'm getting long delays. I take off the word long. Delays Mm -hmm. in opening PDF files. Yeah. Then, as I'm getting older, this may be my fault rather than the machine's, the display appears to be washed out. Well, that could be the the backlight of the LCD starting to go as far as that. Um, so hmm. here's what my thought was. Yeah? There's a shop that I like um, that I was going to bring my machine to and have them do a diagnostic on it hmm. and possibly repair whatever's driving me crazy with the Windows updates, maybe... That's nothing they can repair. (laughs) That's the problem. And then, uh, at the same time, I was thinking of replacing the the older 5400 terabyte drive with a solid-state drive. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I was amazed at how inexpensive they are. They're like 100 bucks. Yep. I can get a terabyte solid-state drive. Mm-hmm. They're coming down. They're coming down rapidly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the question is to spend all that money, the 100 bucks, the repair, the diagnostic, maybe yeah, the, so I'm, you know. I'm into, I'm into 300 bucks to, yeah. to do that, probably. Right, and for 500 more or 600 more, you've got a brand-new current-generation system. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at an HP Envy. Mm-hmm. I think you guys have suggested the Envy yep. before. I've had very good luck with all my college kids uh, with the Envy. Okay, and I was going to get the, I guess the 17-inch screen and mm. you know, 11-gen processor. And yep. How much do they want? Well, I was going to soup it up a little bit, so it was like 900 bucks. Right. And and I souped it up to 1,200. Oof! It's still a nice. There'll be a nice machine for you. It should give you another 
bunch of years of service. So, you know, your machine is not that bad, but the Windows updates crashing could be due to the fact that you've got some old hardware, old motherboards, old video. And you almost want to think, you know, that maybe Microsoft is in cahoots with, you know, making your machine more obsolete faster than it is, um, only because it keeps crashing on the updates. And uh, I wouldn't put it past them. I don't have any evidence of it, but, you know, it sure smells that way, right? Um, and to spend any kind of money on that five-year-old computer is probably not a good idea. You know, okay. I would, you know, if you would not have those issues, I mean, it, it made some sense to go ahead and put a new hard drive in. Um, but when you're telling me you're having these Windows update issues, it just could be driver issues with the hardware, and you're not going to fix that by putting it on a new solid-state drive. All right. So you got my permission to go buy a new computer, Chuck. I got it. Yeah, wait. Would you say that a lot again, please, so my wife can hear you? Is the committee there? Yeah. The committee's here. Here. Yeah, it's worth it's worth it's worth replacing. I think based on what you said. Uh, be careful on a 17-inch display. That's a big, heavy laptop. Yeah, I don't I don't cart it around actually. Okay. Um, I, I actually was toying with the idea of buying a best a desktop, but I I decided on a laptop for other other reasons. Okay. Um, all right. So, so you like the Envy, though, huh? Well, I, again, my my kids have all had good luck with it. We we are also an HP shop here for our business machines that we sell uh, to clients who need a good quality business laptop. Um, but the Envy is a consumer line, so you can get a business line. They've got Pro Books and Elite Books that are on the business side of things that will start in that twelve hundred dollar range. Yeah, so maybe I sure, like No, just make sure that the case you purchase is metal. Make sure it's not a plastic Envy. It needs to be a metal um, outer oh. shell. Isn't that interesting? And how would I, I, was, I was buying it online. It, that doesn't seem to be one of the criteria that they list. Well, you can kind of tell if it's plastic or not. If it's a silver silver color, it does tend to be more of a metallic shell versus if it's a black you're going to want to check with somebody online to see if that's a plastic shell if it's plastic the the hinges don't last okay and again though i don't cart it around i know you don't but you open it up and close it yeah maybe once a day okay and, it's an, and i'm an adult you know <laughs> i'm a real adult <laughs> gotcha check well keep it in mind if you're going to spend that kind of money on a machine you want it to be an equality shell Okay. All righty. All righty, sir. Thank you. Great, great discussion. Thank you. Thank you for calling. We appreciate it. Bye-bye. Um, bye-bye. Uh, so feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. And, yes, it is an, uh, a caller that has called in before. Jeff from South Carolina is on the line. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, nothing much. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good, sir. How are you doing down there? I'm doing great. Out here walking this morning. Lovely. Trying to get rid of some of this Dunlop. Some of the Dunlop, you said? Trying to get rid of some Dunlop. You know, my stomach done Dunlop over the belt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my joke. There, that's a good one. It done lapped over your your uh, your buck your belt there, huh? Go for it, man. Through other things too. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I wanted to uh, give my sister my Toshiba laptop. Uh, yeah. I bought it back in 16. But uh, what's the best way of cleaning it up so she can uh, start fresh? Yeah. 
2016 laptop. So what do you think, Bud? Do you have the operating system, Jeff, still? Yeah, it's still on there. It's still on there, but you don't have a way to reload it, right? Uh, no. No. So it depends on what you have there that you don't want your sister to find by accident. <laughs> uh-huh. um, well, you, you know, I got nothing like that on <laughs> yeah, so you'd want to clear, clear your cache on your on your um, on your browsers. You're going to want to delete any data. Um, that would make some sense. I mean, if it's your sister and it's no big deal, I don't think I'd go too crazy, you know, doing anything more than that. If you had the opportunity to, to wipe it and reload the operating system, that's the best option. Um, right. You know, but you don't have the software to reload. You have another no, idea, no, Bob? I don't, I don't think I have it. It's been so long. Yeah, it, it may have a recovery partition on it, so you may be able to go back to uh, where how, where it was out of the box. Did you hear that, Jeff? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, that recovery option there. You're gonna you're gonna say recover my machine to factory fresh. Now the drawback is that once you recover that operating system back to factory fresh, then you have to update it again back to new. Right. And, and that's that might a, take a uh-huh. long time. A lot of updates. It's a 2016 based system, so it's it's not young either. Right. Um, so, so I'd probably do better just going in there and just picking and choosing what I need to delete. I think that'd be easiest for you. Um, you know, just delete stuff that you don't need anymore that you don't need to have on there for her. Clear your browser caches. Um, obviously, you can change the uh, username and password if you want, and uh, that way you're not worrying about it. That way, the software that's on there will work. Um, the operating system is relatively up to date, and it's your sister. So she's not going to mm-hmm. mess with anything. If, if it was giving it to some uh, a third party or a charity, then we would go back to what Bob had said, bring it back to factory fresh. But that's a lot of updating after that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not a good idea. All right. But uh, I have one thing, one more thing for you. Yeah. Like Colombo always say, uh, just one more thing. One more thing. Uh, yeah. What did the two oceans say to each other? What did the two oceans say to each other? I don't know. Right. They didn't say anything. They just waited. <laughs> there you go. A dad joke from Jeff that I got this time. All right. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Jeff. Good luck with that lap. All right. Enjoy your Mother's Day weekend. You too, sir. All right, Jeff from South Carolina. He's always good to talk to. We're going to sip out for a quick break. Get to your calls. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Actually, I have discovered the secret to losing weight, Bob. I have discovered, and it's I'll give it to you, uh, the secret for free. You want to know what it is? Eat less and exercise more. Yeah, for me, it was just put less in your mouth, man, and that's how it works. <laughs> I'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and it works better when I put the sliders up. <laughs> Bob and I were just talking about, you know, off air a little bit about uh, how great masks have been to hide my double chins. Um, <laughs> but uh, thankfully, they're going away, right? I mean, we're all vaxxed, and there's really no need for them. Was, I don't know what's going on with that. So hopefully, we'll be able to show our double chins again, get the sunshine on the double chins um, uh, with the masks off, I would hope, someday. Uh, soon. And feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. I got some news for you. I tried to get Brian Krebs on the show and um, talk about this because he has a great article about malicious Office 365 apps and how they're the ultimate insiders. 
Now, I recommend you always read Brian Krebs, Krebs on Security, and I'll put a link up there for you. We've referenced it before. Fishers targeting Microsoft O365 users increasingly are turning to specialized links that take users to their own organization's email login page. After a user logs in, the link prompts them to install a malicious but innocuously named app that gives the attacker persistent, password-free say it again, password-free access to any of the user's emails and files. This is through 365, both of which are then plundered to launch malware and phishing scams against others. These attacks begin with an emailed link that when clicked loads a not a phishing site but the user's actual Office 365 login page, whether that be at Microsoft.com or their employer's domain. After the login, the user might see a prompt that looks something like this and what, what he's describing is basically a permissions request and this in this case was for SharePoint online and of course the URL was sharepoint.m-i-c-r-o-z-o-f-t-o-n-o-o-n-l-i-n-e so it was Microsoft rather than Microsoft but of course if you didn't notice it you're going to give the app access to all of your shared contacts, full access to all your files, read and write mail you can access, send mail on behalf of others or yourself, read and write to your mailbox settings, read all one notebooks, uh, one note notebooks, uh, read your relevant people list, read your teamwork activity feeds. So you're basically giving the bad guy access to everything because you think this software that has been linked to you is legit, thanks to how Microsoft does these things. These malicious apps allow attackers to bypass multifunction authentication because you've approved them. You've approved the user to have all the access. Also, the apps will persist in the user's Office 365 account indefinitely until removed and will survive even after the account password is reset because they don't need a password. You've given them access. This week, uh, messaging security vendor Proofpoint, which is a very good quality uh, mail uh, defense tool, published some new data on the rise of these malicious Office 365 apps, noting that a high percentage of Office users will fall for this scheme. Basically, they're saying, um, the, uh, uh, an executive at Proofpoint says that 55% of the company's customers have faced this type of act attack. 55% of people using Office 365 have been faced with this type of trick. That's more than one out of every two. Of those who got attacked, yes, good man. Of those who got attacked, about 22%, or one in five, were successfully compromised, given the bad guys full access. So Microsoft last year sought to limit the spread of these malicious Office apps by creating an app publisher verification system, which requires the publisher to be a valid Microsoft partner member. That approval process is cumbersome for attackers, so they've devised a simple workaround. Now they're compromising accounts and credible tenants first. So then they're, then they're creating the hosting and spreading th through a credible tenant already. The attackers responsible for deploying these malicious Office apps aren't after passwords. And in this scenario, they can't even see them. Rather, they're hoping that after logging in, users will just click yes and approve the installation of the, of the malicious but innocuously named app to their Office 365 account. And the crooks behind these malicious apps typically use any compromised email accounts to conduct business email compromise fraud, which basically involves spoofing email from someone in authority at an organization by requesting payments and fictitious invoices. Um, so basically, guys, be, you've got to be careful 
with this type of thing going on with Microsoft 365. Um, we'll put a link up here to uh, Brian's article. He, it's very well written and explains this and talks about the fact that you can try to disable or disallow your users from loading third-party apps in your 365 accounts, um, which is going to be something that you should probably consider right away. Um, but this is a, a tactic that's being used often, and uh, you should be aware of it. Well, let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Bob in Hartford next. What's going on, Bob? Heartland. Hey, Heartland, I, sorry. No, that's all right. I uh, uh, I was uh, having problems with Windows 10, uh, all the updates. Uh, my, my machine just kept getting slower. I kept having more problems. And this is not a, a real old PC. It's about six years old. Uh, a laptop, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, so what I decided was I bit the bullet and I yeah. did a full backup of everything, mm-hmm. and then I re-imaged the machine. Uh, okay. I did a full restore, and the machine is about five times faster than it was with all the other crap that was on there. Okay, so, so you did a fresh load. A uh, fresh load, right. Yeah. So I had 120, I think it was 126 applications that were running on it uh, before, Mm-hmm. And I've slowly been adding them back. Uh, uh, and and i got to tell you, it was the best thing I did. I was getting so frustrated with uh, the crashing after updates and reboots mm-hmm. and reinstalls. And it makes a, a whole huge difference. It's been Good. about a month now, and it's just as fast as it was when it was new. The only issue I did have was I had some printer drivers on there for um, an old HP uh, 6550 printer. Yep. And uh, I have a problem loading the um, the uh, HP Solution Center software. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that doesn't work, but the printer driver itself works great. Okay. So, yeah, just for those people who are out there struggling, trying to get their PCs to run faster, and they're not having uh, any luck, the... The major issues I, I will tell you was uh, backing up the data. Uh, mm-hmm. I did have the um, uh, the uh, software from uh, Seagate. Yep. Uh, it's called Toolkit. I did do a, do a full image backup. I did incremental backups. I ended up having to go out and buy uh, uh, two more hard drives to, to make sure they had multiple backups in case something happened. Smart man. Um, yeah, and uh, and. Uh, that was the saving grace because I actually tried restoring the whole thing as an image first mm-hmm. yep. to see if, if it was just something uh, in the operating system that was a problem. But when I reinstalled a image file, I ended up with the same problems. Right. So, had- so if you think about it, that's exactly what's supposed to happen, right? If your issue is a, right. with, the, with the operating system as it looks and you just put it back as it looked, you're going to get the same result. So that's a normal yeah, yeah, I, I was, I was hoping that maybe by some miracle that uh, you know the the correct operating system that uh, the correct version I had reinstalled would right. uh, prevent it from. Uh, but as as you know, if you do an image restore, you do an image restore. Yep. There's no miracles in IT, Bob. Uh, uh, no, no, been, in there, been there long enough. I know it. The only miracle in IT is uh, make sure you have enough backups. Exactly. Hey, good. Thank you for calling in. We appreciate the uh, the information. Yeah, you guys do a great job. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We're going to step out for a quick break. Get to your calls. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.